Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 4-8-2019, the semi-daily news that even plants crave. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from GameSpot and written by Jordan Ramey. Overwatch Storm Rising event announced, possible new hero teased. Blizzard has started teasing its next limited time event for Overwatch called Storm Rising. On April 7th, a clipping from the fictional newspaper Havana Sun was posted on Overwatch's main website. Blizzard followed up the next day with a tweet detailing classified Overwatch information, both revealing the story of Storm Rising and possibly teasing a new playable hero, Sojourn. Said tweet can be seen below. That would be IGN, so I'm just going to read it. <laughs> the Havana Sun newspaper clipping is written in Spanish with an English translation provided beneath it. The article details the unknown corporate takeover of Don Rombotico, a popular distillery with a controversial history. Apparently, after Don Rombotico founder Clara and Basilo Diaz refused to sell the Havana distillery to an anonymous financial group, they were met with repeated hardships and eventually had to sell their company regardless. The article goes on to list that Don Rombotico isn't the only Havana icon to be bought by this mysterious group and ends with a weather warning for an approaching storm. What this all means for a watch isn't completely clear until the follow-up tweet is also taken into account. The tweet contains a decrypted audio recording for an archived mission briefing in the Overwatch team's database. The message is to Commander Morrison, putting the date of the recording prior to the fall of Overwatch and Morrison's transformation into Soldier 76. The briefing admonishes Morrison for trying to track down Doomfist as going after the villain's accountant, Maximilian, and connecting them back to Doomfist would prove a much easier task. The voice then states Tracer... Tracer will lead the team tasked with tracking Maximilian down, and she'll be joined by Winston, Genji, and Mercy. The briefing ends with the voice identifying themselves as Sojourn. The trailer then ends with with a tease that Storm Rising will occur April 16th through May 6th. Though Maximilian has never appeared in-game, he's been a part of Overwatch's lore for a while as a council member in Doomfist villainous group. Talon. Most likely, he's the one behind the financial group buying up the local icons in Havana, and Tracer and her team will attempt to investigate the holdings under the cover of the fierce storm that's approaching the city. This story will presumably be told over the course of a four-person co-op PvE mission. Blizzard has not confirmed this, but this style of storytelling has been used in Overwatch's previous April limited time events, Retribution and Uprising before. What's most compelling is the introduction of Sojourn, as she's never been mentioned before, but she sounds like someone who possesses great authority even within or over Overwatch. Whether she's an upcoming playable hero remains to be seen, but it sounds like she'll play a substantial role in the upcoming limited time event. Second is from GameSpot and written by Jordan Ramey. Elder Scrolls Blades is now available. Bethesda has announced that Elder Scrolls Blades is now open to all and free to download. You still need a Bethesda Net account in order to play, though. Now that Blades is available for all, Bethesda already has its eyes set on tweaking the game. Next up, we're looking at all your feedback and rebalancing the most difficult enemy in the game, the Silver Chest, the studio tweeted. Blades is the first mobile installment in the Elder Scrolls series, although Beth Bethesda still describes the title as a pure Elder Scrolls game 
with console quality graphics. Unlike the Elder Scrolls games on PC and consoles, Blades doesn't have an open world. Instead, the game is composed of a series of interconnected environments, some of which are still very large according to Bethesda. We could do it, Bethesda director and executive producer Todd Howard said. When asked about implementing an open world in Blades, we'll see how people interact with it. Because it's mobile, we know people may play. We need to, or we need you to get something meaningful done in 10 or 15 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Even though you could sit down and play it for as many hours as you want, Blades, for many hours as you want, wow, I would try to go over there. Blades had been delayed from its original launch date of fall 2018 for Android and iOS devices. Although there are plans to port the game to both PC and consoles, Bethesda hasn't announced any planned release window for those versions yet. Are you playing Blades right now? Let us know what you think. And now enjoy this sweet and saucy ad from Anchor. Third is from GameSpot and written by Steve Watts. Apex Legends accidentally adds leaving early penalty. Apex Legends developer Respawn recently set live, then quickly disabled a penalty on players who leave a match early. The studio says that while the feature is in the works, it accidentally went up before it was ready, prompting the temporary fix. In an update on the Apex Legends subreddit, community manager Jay Freshet said the studio has been working on the feature, but it wasn't our intention to plan or plan to have it go live with the April 4th update. He says the penalty turned on early due to a piece of missing script and the studio has since fixed it to disable the penalty. He states he doesn't have an ETA for if or when it will be released. The 1.1 update included some quality of life changes like allowing you to invite a member of your last squad into your party and the addition of squad invites to the friends menu. You can also mute from the Legends select screen. So altogether, it seemed aimed at making the game easier to connect with good teammates and ignore bad ones. Still, the quite early penalty has been one of the most requested features um, or the quit early penalty has been one of the most requested features among the community since revolving around three person squads means that a single premature exit can be crippling can be a crippling blow to your team composition. The admission that the team doesn't know if the feature will be implemented at all suggests that it is still weighing the idea, possibly against other ways to deal with team composition issues. And last is from GameSpot and written by Steve Watts. Borderlands 3 studio head slash Steam respond to review bombing. The reveal of Borderlands 3 didn't go without its share of controversy. As part of the announcement, developer Gearbox and publisher 2K revealed that it would be exclusive to the Epic Games Store until April 2020. This led to a backlash in the form of review bombing older Borderlands games on Steam. New Gearbox head Randy Pitchford has stepped in to let offenders know they may actually be making things worse for themselves. Ironically, that this misuse is possible and that Steam has no interest in correcting this misuse makes me kind of happy about 2K's decision and makes me want to reconsider Gearbox publishing current posture on the platform, he said on Twitter. The threat may have gotten Steam's attention, as the platform is discontinuing reviews for the first time ever on Borderlands 2. Steam implemented a recently added tool that flags off-topic review activity within a certain date range. The reviews are still present in the system, but aren't included in the aggregate user score. They're also accompanied by a note warning readers that the user review section includes an abnormal set of reviews that we believe are largely unrelated to the likelihood that you would enjoy the product. The same policy has since gone into effect for the original Borderlands and Borderlands the pre-sequel. Each of them had undergone heavy review bombing intentionally, leaving the low review scores to disrupt an aggregate user score, with many of the comments referencing the epic exclusivity for the upcoming sequel. Steam's response has shown that it is able to take action in these cases, but Epic is still making inroads with its digital storefront, so we likely haven't heard the last of these controversies. Also, quick side note, 
lots of lulls to the people complaining about this whole, uh, you know, Borderlands 3 only going to the Epic Game Store. Here's an idea. Start a video game company, and when you go to sell your game, go with the publisher that pays you the least, and we'll see how you like it, you fucking crybabies. And that is the news for today. Thanks for listening, and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. Next, if you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. Find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast, or if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, you can find that link in our Twitter bio. Until next time, I'm Anthony, and I look forward to making more content for you.